From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, another record for the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Folks from StarTech ringing that closing bell. We're brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit SectorSPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-E. TF. Eighth day of gains on the Dow Jones Industrial Average, closing at the best level of the day, up 27 points, advancing one-tenth of one percent to 18,559. The S&P 500 index did slip from a record following a mix of corporate earnings reports. Art Hogan is chief market strategist at Wonderlic Securities. He was interviewed moments ago right here on Taking Stock. The real attraction here is, does the S&P 500 look any any more attractive than you know putting your money in the U.S. 10-year in, in terms of uh, what your ultimate yield is, and I think that's one of the biggest draws. I also think that the economic data of the second quarter certainly seems to be better than the first quarter and certainly seems to be back in line with a 2.5% GDP growth rate, which is probably going to be you know good enough and certainly better than a lot of, of alternatives. So. And the 10-year up 8.30 seconds. The yield on the 10-year now 1.55%. Gold up 340 the ounce to 13.32, a gain there of three-tenths of 1%. Crude oil down 61 cents a barrel, 44.63, back below $45 a barrel on West Texas Intermediate. A barrel of crude down 1.4%. Oil, by the way, closing up the lowest in more than two months. Former UBS Group trader Matthew Gardner banned from the banking industry by the Federal Reserve for manipulating currency benchmarks. And the International Monetary Fund today scrapped its forecast for a pickup in global growth this year, citing Britain's vote to leave the European Union. Again, recapping, Dow Industrials picking up 26 points to a record 18,559, up 0.1%. S&P 500 index down three points, a drop of 0.1%. 402 on Wall Street now. Let's take a look at other news from around the world on Bloomberg Radio. Charlie, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. After a roll call of delegates at the Republican National Convention tonight, Donald Trump will be the party's official nominee. His campaign chairman is Paul Manafort. He's excited about the fact that uh, his quest will finally come to an end and all of you who doubted that he could be nominated will no longer be able to say, yes, but maybe it won't happen. It will have happened. Hillary Clinton is criticizing Indiana Governor Mike Pence, Donald Trump's vice presidential pick. He's picked someone who stood for a law that would have legitimized blatant discrimination against the LGBT community. When he was in Congress, he was willing to shut down the government in an effort to try to defund Planned Parenthood. 
Mrs. Clinton made her comments during an interview with Charlie Rhodes. The location of the first presidential debate in September is moving from Ohio's Wright State University to New York's Hofstra University. The Commission on Presidential Debates made the announcement earlier today after Wright State dropped out, citing security concerns. Hofstra also hosted a presidential debate in 2012. German investigators say the Afghan asylum seeker who went on a rampage aboard a train had gotten word a friend of his had died in Afghanistan in the days ahead of the attack. The 17-year-old is said to have vowed to, quote, take revenge on these infidels in a note he wrote before carrying out the axe and knife attack. Five people were wounded before the teen was killed by police. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Mark Crumpton. This is Bloomberg. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, recapping the S&P 500 index, down three points to 2,163, a drop of one-tenth of one percent. Dow Industrials rise for an eighth straight session. I'm Charlie Palatin. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Move around. Motion creates the motion. I feel the earth. You move like they do. I've never seen anyone move that fast. All right, people, let's move like we've got a purpose. Something's called movers and shakers. They cost a little more. That name cracked me up. Bloomberg Taking Stock, Movers and Shakers, with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Movers and Shakers for Tuesday, July the 19th, 2016. 200 issues are higher in the S&P 500, 297 decline, and eight remain unchanged. Here to tell us more and kick off our Movers and Shakers is Dave Wilson, Bloomberg Stocks columnist. You know, companies that become takeover targets, a lot of times their earnings sort of take a back seat to whatever the deal is. And I bring this up because we got results late yesterday from EMC, which is a takeover target for Dell. Now, the data storage system maker's second quarter earnings and revenue beat analyst average estimates in a Bloomberg survey. And then you also had results from EMC's software unit, VMware, their quarterly profit and sales top projections, and the company raised its forecast for the full year. EMC had a gain of 2.1% in today's trading. VMware was a real standout. This stock gained 9.1%, which was the biggest advance on the day in the Russell 3000 index of U.S. stocks. I'm going to tell you about Philip Morris International. The shares of Philip Morris International, the uh, international tobacco and branded cigarettes company, uh, shares down about 3% today. Pressure on uh, margins. International net revenue may continue to decline. Second quarter earnings per share missed consensus by 4%. Cigarette shipment volume down nearly 5%. And operating margins narrowed. 41% versus 42% in the same quarter last year. Once again, shares of Philip Morris, sometimes a dividend darling. It pays a dividend of 4%. Nevertheless, shares of Philip Morris down 3%. I'm going to stick with the takeover theme and talk about F5 Networks. About six weeks ago, Reuters reported that the company had hired Goldman Sachs to help it kind of sort through uh, potential takeover offers. Well, today, the New York Post reported 
that F5 may become a takeover target for the private equity firm Toma Bravo, at least that they're very interested in making a deal. Now, Toma Bravo has actually uh, been involved in five transactions uh, since the beginning of June, including a $3 billion deal to buy the software maker Click Technologies. Now, the report on F5 cited an unnamed technology banker and said Toma Bravo and F5 declined to comment. Nonetheless, F5 had the day's biggest gain, the S&P 500, the stock rising 4.1%. Well, the shares of Microsoft in regular trading uh, down about 1.5%, but we're going to have to see what happens because they've just released their second quarter, I beg your pardon, their fourth quarter adjusted earnings per share of $0.69. Cents. That exceeds consensus estimates of $0.58, cents. and they're also reporting a fourth quarter revenue of $22.6 billion. That is better than average analyst estimates of $22.14 billion. Once again, during the regular session, shares of Microsoft down 1.5%. We'll be watching the stock as it trades in after hours. Right. Late trading, it's up a bit more than 4%. I wanted to mention W.W. Granger. This is an industrial distributor, the kind of company that you look at if you're trying to get a broader sense of how industry is doing. And uh, the short answer is not so well if you look at their second quarter results. Earnings and sales trailed estimates, and Granger cut the midpoint of its forecast ranges for the full year. And I should point out that uh, their uh, competitor, Fastenal, which had results out last week, and they were also disappointing. Granger shares falling 4.8% on the day, one of the biggest losses in the S&P 500. Sempra Energy, the shares down about a half a percent today. They lowered their buyback target in order to fund the Mexican pipeline project. They affirmed their 2016 earnings per share forecast. They say that they're going to be earning between $4.60 and $5 a share. The estimate was for $4.99. They'll also be receiving some cash from the Aliso Canyon Insurance, and they say that uh, they're going to be lowering that share buyback in order to fund that pipeline project. Once again, shares of Semper Energy down a half a percent. I'll give you a quick overview of health insurers. United Health Group had earnings out. Uh, they were well received in the end. Shares up 1.3 percent. Second quarter results beating estimates. Cigna, Anthem, Humana, and Aetna all lower. Person familiar with the matter telling us that U.S. antitrust officials are poised to file lawsuits to block all these companies' deals. Humana took the biggest hit on the day, down almost 4%. Time now for the Volatility Index Report, brought to you by the CBOE VIX Options and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOE VIX Options and Futures. See disclosures. Learn more at cboe.com slash VIX. The VIX declining once again. This is the fourth consecutive decline for the VIX, down 0.3%, a drop of 0.04, settling at 12.40. And uh, comparing the VIX today with its uh, position at the beginning of the year, it is down 30%. All right, Dave, you're up. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Dave. Wilson, where are you? Wilson! Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? We're going for the price on Wilson. Open up the door, it's Dave! Who? Dave! Hey, Mr. Wilson! Hey, Mr. Wilson, I can guess what stock you're going to talk about. Funny. Guess! That's your answer. Company's approaching the 20th anniversary of its initial public offering. The apparel maker and retailer went public in August 1996. It's been a real up and down stock the last 10 years. Peaked in October 2007, plummeted as much as 82%, recouped most of that loss, 
and then retreated anew. Just last month, gas traded at the lowest price since March 2009. And the company's been trying to come back. The latest bid was set back today after Piper Jaffray lowered its rating, the equivalent of sell from neutral. Analyst Aaron Murphy wrote in a report that the company's plan for a turnaround faces growing risks in the next 6 to 12 months. She cited a potential drop in licensing income and price cuts, along with increases in store openings and inventory. The data compiled by Bloomberg shows Piper is now the only firm to recommend selling guests. Uh, many investors did just that today as the stock lost 7.1%. That was the biggest decline for guests since March. And uh, Paul and Maurice uh, Marciano, they own, uh, I believe, more than 27% of the shares of guests, GES. Thanks very much. Dave Wilson, Bloomberg Stocks Commons. Send him an email at dwilson at bloomberg.net. Sign up for his daily free email newsletter. It'll make you a smarter investor. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Witham Smith & Brown, CPAs, audit, tax, and advisory services to help your business be in a position of strength. Experience the Witham way by visiting Witham.com. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.